Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything to Matin. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Just enjoying the weather, the nice weather we're having here in Cincinnati. Absolutely. It's been pretty good. Um, I'm sure we'll still, uh, even though we're you know late into February... You know, getting into March soon, we're gonna have some another big snowstorm, and it's gonna jump, drop down. Yeah, to the, yeah. You never know with the weather here, but uh, it's yeah. going going pretty good so far. Uh, and of course, we're really excited about this episode today. Uh, we got a, we're, we got we're back on our scotch train, as you you know, regular listeners know. And so we're gonna do a couple more scotches coming up here. And uh, so, Andy, why don't we just jump right on in? Tell everyone what they needed to know about this scotch, Tomatin. Of course. So Tomatin was founded. Legally speaking, in 1897, uh, in the village of Tomatin, uh, it's like just south of Inverness, in like the very n- northernmost part of the Highlands region of Scotland. Mm. Um, of course, like most of the distilleries there, you know, they do have the rumors that um, distillation was illegally happening before that. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for them, you know, supposedly the rumors are that it. Uh, on the site, distil- distilling was going uh, on there all the way since like the 16th century. Um, but of course, like I said, legally, that was about three or four hundred years there where if that rumor is true, it wasn't officially happening if the law came around. Sure. Um, and, you know, some of their some of their biggest uh, attributes is just or biggest claims to fame is that they kind of get a little bit um sweeter flavor for some of the highlands um just being in a little bit more temperate climate but also being so close to the sea um like higher altitudes and everything for them there hmm. uh and they did have you know they kind of had a slow start for about the first uh 60-ish years uh they were only running off two stills um and that was when about 1958 was when they began to really upgrade a lot of uh, their equipment and expanding operations. Um, at the time, like mid, it took them about a decade, decade and a half, um, to get up to their max capacity of 12 million liters of whiskey uh, in the mid-70s. That was the maximum they ever produced, uh, although they're back now down to about five, five and a half million liters of whiskey a year, hmm. uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, for any brand by any such of the means. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think they kind of cut back just a bit because they got over ambitious, but in front of their skis, they were trying to do too much. Mm. Um, and that was just, that's where they get the, like the five, five and a half million liters that they do a year now. Um, and of course, that 5 million liters goes primarily, I don't know exact percentages, but primarily into all of their products that they do. Although they also, I think, either directly through them or another local distillery, it goes also into two different um, blends, Antique Ray and uh, Talisman. Okay. Uh, blended scotches. Uh, and kind of some of the reason why they were a bit late to the game expanding, um, they did have some headaches early on. Uh, around the turn of the century, like literally only a decade into operations, they actually went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't 
find why they didn't really exactly say why on their website they went bankrupt, but they went bankrupt. Yeah, they probably don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not always the company's most shining moment. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, they ended up being able to reopen three years later after that. Um, and then their original owners actually also were liquidated out in the like the 1980s. And around that time when the owners were liquidated out of the business, um, the distillery was sold to Takara Shuzu, Shuzo. Uh, and that was when, I forget their original name, but that was when Takara Shuzo took over. Um, they were renamed to the Tamatan Distillery Company. Uh, and th- that's when a lot of the kind of the scaling back, but also the fine tuning of everything they're doing you know, started to take effect. Uh, and that's um, because of that ownership change and everything. Like in the early 2000s, their uh, lineup really began to, like late 90s, early 2000s is when their lineup of products that they offer began to expand. Hmm. Uh, and primarily, of course, they're single malts. Um, well, all of their ones that they exclusively produce are single malts. Um but some of it was like them replacing older products with other new ones while also adding to the lineup. Um, and of course they've um, also at post 2000 with the lineup changes, they actually came up with their, um, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but Kuboken. Um, it's their lightly peated single malt that they uh, offer. And they only actually just, I don't f- remember exactly how many bottles they produce a year. Of it, but they only distill it one week out of the year, every year. Hmm. Um, so they're definitely kind of keeping that production uh, at pappy levels of limited runs and everything. Right. Um, and even though you know they've had the troubles with going bankrupt and stuff, and then have been in the industry, at least in the Scotch industry, kind of a smaller uh, brand. It was something that they, you know, they've always had a good name in the industry and they actually won um i think like distillery of the year and like upcoming um distillery or something in 2022 for like scotch awards Hmm. um that were the international council of whiskey tasters announced that for them at the end of last year uh early this year for those awards um and those awards were a lot for you know for all the products that they have um of course, they have their core lineup that they have, the Legacy, then their 12-year, which is the one we're trying today, uh, finished in bourbon and uh, ex-bourbon and sherry casks, uh, and also a 14-year and an 18-year, and a couple other, um, like a cask, I think 14, it's either 14 or 18-year cask strength, mm. and a Dolce's American Oak. But of course, they have like their limited releases, their prestige releases, um, which like are their really old like thirty year plus rare casks that they have that they um those are the ones that they're like really keeping a tight lid on just making sure that those ones are all fit to um fit the bottle and then release every year when they want to right uh, of course as well as all the different ones that they do like travel uh, exclusives that you could get in like duty free shops and everything uh, for sure. So that that's pretty much everything to Matten. Um, I mean, I know they're a bit younger of a brand for what we've done, <laughs> um, at least as far as Scotch goes. Right, a bit younger of a brand, but twelve years is solid, though. Yeah, can't com- can't complain with a twelve year. I mean, I'm excited because I love 
I love Highland scotches. That's kind of yeah. like I love the Highland single malt. It's kind of my sweet spot for for scotches. Um, like I really love the Macallan, so I'm really excited for this one. Um, are you are you ready to do the tasting? Yeah. Cool. Uh, we already got our glasses poured. Like, as Andy said, we're going to do the 12 year. Um, so go ahead and pour yourself a glass if you haven't already, and uh, join us in the tasting. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Kind of a, like a sweet. A little bit of the wine in there, but definitely like a honey or like yep. light oak 100%. butterscotch note in there. And I'm yep, sure that's that, a lot from the bourbon. That's exactly what I'm getting. Again, it really reminds me of the Macallan. I'm, I am getting this, the honey, the sweetness. Yeah. A little bit of a floral note in there. A little florally. I'm a little, like a little peaty but and smoky, but like not too, not too really much. Like yeah. just like I, I can just barely pick it up. Like it lets you know it's a scotch, but like it could, you could smell this not knowing. Like if you're doing a blind taste test or smell be, test and be like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I would almost think it would be like an Irish or like a yeah. American whiskey yeah, almost. For sure. If I was going in completely blind. Yeah, I would think Irish maybe. Let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. A little more scotchy on the palate. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a little peatier, but again, it's very, yeah, very mild. Kind of a little bit mellow. I get a little bit of like a the oak influence there more on the palate than the nose. I'm still getting a little of the honey. It's very consistent with the with the nose. Like I feel like I'm getting oh, a, yeah. a lot of those same flavors. A little bit of pepper in there too. A little peppery, honey, citrus. I mean, it, it's it's pretty complex actually for a twelve year. Yeah, actually, really complex. I like it. it. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm not a very big Scotch guy. I definitely like this one. Um, Glenmorangie, Macallan are probably the only ones we've had so far for me that beat this one. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and it's re- not too pricey either. I mean, definitely recommend it. What, what, what is the price? Uh, here in Cincinnati for a 750 milliliter bottle of it, it's like 45, 50 bucks. Yeah, it's not so too bad. That, yeah, that's not bad at all for a Scotch. Um, yeah. What is the proofage on this on this Because uh, it's, it's, it's not hot. It's really not very hot at all. Yeah, this one's uh, 86 proof. So it's not yeah. like the highest that makes sense. ever out that, there. But it, it drinks... I mean, I swear it almost drinks like an 80 proofer. Like, it's pretty smooth yeah. considering... Especially considering the complexity of it. Yeah. Big fan. I really... I really Again, not a big scotch guy, but I, I really highly, highly recommend this one. All right, folks. That's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're really on all the platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share with your friends every episode of Distilled Discussions. Follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and we'll be here to drink with you next week.